everybody. Welcome back to Beyond the Field, the official podcast of the Drum Major Leadership Academy, sponsored by the Band app. I am Andy Fossbender. I'm the podcast producer here at DMLA. And uh, tonight we are talking about move-ins, DCI move-ins. I am joined by Joey Massey, Dallin Hurd, and Savannah Light. Um, As for myself, I did uh, three seasons with uh, Legends Drum and Beagle Corps out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. I marched trumpet for two. And I was one of the drum majors with uh, my good, good friend, Jack Murphy, for my last season in 19. Um, And, you know, because of COVID complications, I unfortunately won't be marching uh, this season. But, you know, I got three seasons under my belt, so I got, you know, some things to say about movements. Joey, why don't you tell us about yourself? Hi, um, I'm Joey Massey. Uh, I am originally from North Carolina, and I was the drum major for the Seattle Cascades in 2018 and 2019. I served as the assistant in 18 and then as the head in uh, 2019. And I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to uh, my boy, Dallin Hurd, who was also at uh, Seattle Cascades with me in 2019. Uh, hello, my name is Dallin Hurd. Uh, I do DMLA stuff here at DMLA. Uh, I did March with Joey in 2019. Uh, I was the assistant in 2019, and then uh, now I am at Blue Knights, uh, at the, in 2021 so yeah also passing it off to my other good friend savannah light yes hello my name is savannah light i am a drummy driver at the troopers drum and bugle corps um i've been there since 2017 as a an assistant conductor and then in 2019 i was i guess promoted to head drum major for the corps so that was really cool um i would have aged out last year uh in 2020 but as andy had already stated COVID is a thing um, so I'll be aging out this year with them. Yeah, yeah, really. I think that is uh, a common theme uh, talking about <laughs> DCI these days is COVID is a thing. That is, at the very least, you know, we can all very much agree on that. What we can all also very much agree on is when you go through the grueling audition process, you've done this, that, and the other, you're finally getting close to your summer and, uh, it's coming up move-ins the day or coming up, you know, you're texting. If you're, if it's your first year, you're, te- you're looking on forums online, you know, what do I need to bring all this, that, and the other, you're texting vets, like all that. Um, so I feel like that really is the first step in um, like in moving in is, is getting ready to move in the anticipation uh, of moving in down. I know you had some, you had some thoughts about the, you know, the whole lead up. Yeah, it's my favorite part. Uh, I'm kind of in that. Uh, I'm kind of in the lead up right now, uh, because we have move-ins and what's today? Uh, I don't know. We have move-ins in like seven days. Okay, I move in in seven days, and it's crazy because I get to fly to Denver, Colorado, and do summer band. Uh, but you're just kind of <clears throat> you're trying to get all your ducks in a row before you leave because you know you got like doctor's appointments. So you got to get your physical done because you know drum corps require that uh, most do, and then you got to um, <clears throat> vaccination records. You know because COVID is a thing. Uh, and then once you do all that, you know, get all that stuff done, and then you got to pack. Oh, you got to get jugs, your water jugs, you got to get uh, your, your clothes, you got to get everything. And we have, like, this huge packing list, and um, it's just basically just, like, you're running around with your head chopped off. You're like, ah! And you're just like, I, I remember in 2019, I packed up all my stuff in, uh, in 20 minutes. <laughs> I had, like, all my like my, all my clothes and stuff like that, and I just, I, I packed it all in 20 minutes, and uh, it was, it was we did it okay and then it was a pretty good season so anticipation is great i definitely took more than 15 or more than 20 15 minutes i 
I did do it all in a day this year. Um, I, I just, I did some laundry, uh, pro tip for any of y'all packing right now for move-ins. I wash everything before I pack it. And then I put dryer sheets in like everything as well. It makes stuff smell much better. And it's a pro tip. <laughs> yeah. My pro tip is make sure that you have all of your clothes, um, in little like Ziploc baggies, like the gallon ones. Like I put everything in there and I like squeeze the air out and it one like makes everything packed down so much nicer, but it also keeps things way cleaner. Cause if you can do that and you get everything stuffed in there, it keeps everything way clean and all your like dirty rehearsal clothes aren't touching your clean clothes. Yeah. And, and if you're worried about wrinkles, don't worry about wrinkles. They're going to be rehearsal clothes anyways. <laughs> it's no one's judging your wrinkles. Yeah, and the thing about plastic bags, especially if it's your first year, I know um, I remember people talked about that at Legends, and I was like, oh, plastic bags, like that's so much work and stuff. But like, at the, I would say at the very least, like if you do think that is too much work, at the very least, your free day or laundry clothes, because you know you're gonna be going for every court's different. We normally would go a week and a half to two weeks, you know, in between laundries and you know, you're wearing yucky clothes that whole time. And so having a clean, fresh pair of clothes with paired with the dryer sheet, that really is a hot pro tip <laughs> uh, when you put the dryer sheet in the bag because you have this, you just smelled horrible all week and then you get to the laundry day and you have, it smells like it's fresh out of the dryer. It might not look like it. You might have a little bit of wrinkles, but you know, once again, everyone else is living out of their suitcase. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, and, and like, <clears throat> see, there's the, the only issue about, like, making everything so compact and tight is that, like, okay, it's so like, obviously, you got the anticipation, so you're thinking about this a lot, uh, and then you, you pack everything really, really tight and constricted, right? <clears throat> and then you encounter this demon called tour spread, all right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you, you just basically what happens is that, you know, you're, you're taking all these confined objects that are confined inside of a, you know, space bag that has the oxygen sucked all the way out of it. And then, uh, <laughs> and then it, uh, you have to take it out of that and then wear it. And then you put it back in there and it's obviously not as constricted, right? So, it can't all fit. So then you ca you got to sit there and like try to finagle it and pop zippers and stuff like that and try to figure out how to like keep everything in one space while it's been like not constricted anymore. I'm going to say I've done both. Like uh, I think 18, I just did the shove it all in the suitcase. Who, who cares? You know, and then 19, I was like, Ziploc bag, be organized and perfectly put together. It kind of ended up just turning into <laughs> everything in the suitcase. I stopped caring. Yeah. But go into it organized. That's the big brain move. That, right that's, that's the goal. You're, you're at least setting yourself up for success, even, even if you don't get there. Yeah, because, I mean, Down's right. It really is kind of... I've normally found myself spending at least, at, least, at least 30 minutes on my laundry days just reorganizing it helps at least for me personally it brings like such peace of mind because it does start to stress you out when you are throwing all the crap back in there um it, speaking of throwing all the crap in there and like not having a lot of room i didn't plan my first year to have two pairs of shoes and i did get two pairs of shoes and that's i would also highly recommend that gives your feet a break because your shoes aren't hitting the same uh like 
part on your feet every day and then it allows the your other pair of shoes to decompress or if it like rains and you're caught out in block um your, your shoes could dry out um but if you are bringing two pairs of shoes be ready for those because those and i know it doesn't seem like that big a deal but like every little bit of space counts on tour and um like uh my shoes like got bigger as the season went on just because you're i mean when you're wearing them for at least nine to ten hours a day like you are going to wear them out fast so and that's also another thing if you want to keep your shoes in a bag some people i know do do that but you really do have to be careful with like mold and stuff uh so that's kind of like dealer's choice that's definitely something i would ask like vets or read up online about is shoe care that's vital very important yeah Andy, with what you're saying with putting shoes in bags, something that, and we've mentioned putting clothes in bags, something that I still didn't do this year, and hopefully it doesn't bite me in the butt later, I still have yet to put, like, my toiletries and my shampoo and conditioners and stuff in baggies or some protective seal around it, and every year it never fails <laughs> that something opens and all the fresh laundry I just did on the laundry day is now covered in my body wash and that's always a fun time I had that happen I think every year with my shampoo I I tried to get around it I tried but I see like I always be, bring these like big bottles like they're huge of shampoo, so I don't have to buy another one. But you can't fit those in a bag. Wait, so how do you, how do you get? Like, yeah. Wait, how do you get that through airport security? Uh, you check it. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Check this out. Check this out. Here's here's the reason why my stuff never gets dirty because of shampoo bottles. I have two separate bags. Okay, okay. So like, pro tip: have two separate bags. Okay, so you have your big bag that has all your clothes and all of your other stuff, and then you have a, a shower bag. That is combined with your sleeping bag. And then you'll have like your sleeping bag, mattress, whatever, towel, and then your uh, your shampoo and stuff like that. That's right. Maybe Smart. that's why it always took you so long to get ready during EPA. Anyways, don't listen to him. So this podcast has got turned into a uh, packing, pro tip packing, but it's, it's mostly about movements, okay? So your, the anticipation's well, done. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, it's important though. Like well, I know yeah, we've, been, yeah. we've been ragging on it, but you know, it's... A lot of people you find, you know, they're getting there the first night and they're like, I forgot this or I need that. And, you know, the more the, the more we can help people prepare. And I, I just thought it was funny for people who are listening when Savannah mentioned the shampoo stuff, all of us started cracking up because, like, it's true. Like, somebody inevitably on tour will have a shampoo bomb go off in their bag. Also, quickly about the bags. I know Dallin said I have a couple of bags, but um, – some cores do not let you have more than one bag, so be sure you know what your core's rules are in terms of, like, bus storage and stuff. Uh, that wasn't a problem with me, but that that's that do be how it be with some people. Um, so, once we move past the anticipation, you finally get there the first night. Every core's first night, this is actually really interesting for people who have never marched, every core's first night is a little bit different. Um, if everybody, I, I know Joey and, and Dallin, you'll have kind of a similar... Um, story here but uh if we want to go from savannah to you two and then i can wrap up what's like you know three five minutes tell us what your first night is like moving in yeah so the troopers move in night is uh i think every year has been somewhat different because i think all three years that i've marched at troopers like yeah three because i'm going into my fourth now um 
we've been somewhere different every year. So it's been interesting um, with that. I know in my rookie year, we were in Indiana um, at the farm is what we call it. And we all slept in a like gym area. So th the entire four weeks of spring training, we were in one gym. So um, I also came in late my rookie year. So I don't really know what the first night was like that at the farm. Um, but then my second year in 2018, we stayed in a like, I don't even know what to call it. Either way, the sleeping areas was kind of like barracks um, for like the military kind of. Uh, so it was like a couple rooms with a bunch of bunk beds in it. And that was really fun because you would have like large groups of people in one room, but there would still be separate rooms and stuff. And so the first night there was a lot of like, where are we going? <laughs> um, we There's like a check-in area and you go and check in and then you find out like where you can go to sleep and you go sleep or you go put your stuff there. Um, you find everyone else and you hear about where the core meeting is happening, the first one. And we have our first core meeting where we listen to, um, we always have our, um, what do you call her? A lawyer. She, uh, our lawyer comes in, our attorney. That's what she is. She comes in and she talks about how like you have to behave a certain way and like don't post these things because they were, they're illegal and stuff like that. Um, and other <laughs> you know how a whole legal team come in and tell y'all <laughs> we, we had nothing. Yeah, it's like this is so drastically different from like I'm, this is why I'm glad we have this wide swath of people. Like yeah, this is like, so like I, <laughs> we're sleeping in the barracks. We got gruel tomorrow at seven a.m. Don't be Actually, late for your believe it or not, In twenty eighteen, we, we did. We had like the we were in wyoming for spring training and we had like the douglas county news station want to come and record us first morning there so like everyone gets there late e evening ish um the first night and then the first morning we had to be up at 4 a.m so we can have a 5 a.m recording no nope. yeah it was it was completely awful but it was a lot of fun it was super foggy and just interesting but it was done and we did it. It was great. Uh, but then in, in 2019, we were in, um, oh my, where were we? Oh, we were in Idaho. That's where we were. Uh, and this was the first time that we had moved housing sites in the middle of spring training. So that was fun. Uh, but this is first night. I'm trying to remember what the first night was like. Um, we stayed in dorms this time. So Every year it was something different. We were in a gym all together, then we were in barracks, and then we were in dorm rooms where it was just two people per bedroom. And so, yeah, I, that, that's, that's the best I got. <laughs> was there anything, like, memorable that you guys did on the first night? or did you Usually just have the first night is just in? have a meeting and turn in. Um, maybe there's a, like, campus tour um, I can't remember if that was the first night or the next day, though, now. Um, and we would also have a... Uh, I In 2019, I had everyone take an index card on the first night and write down their why and reason for being at the core and what motivates them to like keep pushing in the days. Um, and then every day after that, I would read someone's why, either anonymously or not, um, to the core. And so... We did that. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah. I know. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Andy. But we had um, <clears throat> our first night was. A, I know me and Joey kind of had a little different first night, uh, just because we had we got there a little like about a week and a half before everyone else. We had leadership. Oh, sorry. Two. No, it wasn't. Sorry, it was two or three days. I don't know where I got a week and a half from. Joey, didn't we get there like two or three days before everyone else? We had leadership move-ins, right? To LaConnor or to... to... To Washington. We marched Cascades, so we marched in Washington. But... Okay, well, okay, so we sort of had a weird build-up in 19. So in 19, um, we actually decided, or at least the drumline decided that they wanted to do like a pre-season camp. Uh, so we actually stayed at one of the board of directors' house. So two of the board of directors, their uh, son is actually the percussion caption head. Um, and so we stayed at their house, and we did they like the drumline did a whole like thing, uh, and they would be rehearsing on their own. And a bunch of us who arrived to Washington early just kind of hung out. We actually went to Mount Baker one day, and it was like honestly the most fun. Like they kind of just turned us loose, and they were like. Yeah, go have fun. Go climb a mountain, whatever. Uh, so we were kind of used to being around each other, especially around the percussion. Um, and then so move-ins, when we got to the school, we stayed at this tiny school. I mean, it was an elementary school in the middle of, like, northern Washington, only about 30 minutes from the Canadian border. And it's this town called McConnor. It's beautiful. I mean, you're surrounded on, like, three sides by mountains in the distance. There's, like, beautiful farmlands. I think there's tulips in the area. There's, like, this river that goes right by the school. It's so pretty, but it's small. And we were in an elementary school, so everything was, like, miniature. Yeah, the toilets, man. Uh, that was the one that got me. It was, like... Uh, those yeah. toilets, man. They were tiny. They were so small. Uh, for whatever reason, this elementary school had uh, showers, though. So, yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, I hope I, I, you're sounding like you're shocked and appalled, but I'm sure you were very happy to have showers. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, so the high school was across the street, um, and it was? so every night they would unlock the the locker rooms to the high school so we could go use those. I think it had something to do with like the reason we didn't stay in the high school was like the fees for staying in there were real expensive, whereas the elementary school was more affordable. Um, but our first night in 19, um, I mean, we got there early and then honestly, I think that was pretty much it. People just kind of rolled in at different times. Um, we did a lot of setup, like lining the field, setting the scaffolding. Um, but they, other than that, I really don't think I like, I mean, getting all the instruments out, you know, unloading the truck, everything, but. I don't think we rehearsed or anything. I think there was maybe a short meeting. Dallin, do you remember? Yeah. So, like, uh, <laughs> it's funny because, like, our, and we were talking about making this podcast for a while now. And I was like, yeah, first day, you know. And I was just like, yeah, first day of drum corps. And then as Joey was talking, I was like, wait, what was the first day? And I was trying to remember what we even did. We didn't do much. Yeah, because it's, like, it's just um, like – I know that we had – so – like I, like Joe was talking about, we were already in Washington at the, at the time, so uh, we had already kind of got acquainted to most uh, to most people, um, most of the drumline like pretty well. So we get to LaConnor, and I know that, uh, especially being a drum major, it was very, it was set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. You got to set up everything, set up this, set up that, set up the truck, set up the trailer. <laughs> you just got to set up everything. Um, but yeah, so we we set up everything, and then um, 
we had to facilitate people like setting their stuff in the gyms. I remember that. And I slept next to Joey for the entirety of move-ins, and I miss I miss you, Joey. Uh, but oh yeah, we did. We yeah. did the whole tour. Yeah, yeah, we slept next to each other uh, pretty much almost all the time. Uh, but yeah, so we just had a we had one full core meeting, and then um, basically when you first get there, there's a lot of things running through your head. And Savannah and Joey and Andy, y'all please uh, y'all please y'all please jump in. But like I know that what was going through my head was just like. Oh gosh, like because like I was 17 at the time and I was selected for a world class drum major position and I was just like oh gosh like uh, I got to do this I got to do that you know I got to make sure I perform to standard okay and it's like you're just very nervous you're gripping your hands and you're kind of like seeing everything go by and then I specifically Joey I remember that um, one of the core directors came up or the assistant core director thing is it was uh no sorry the tour director Jeremy Bennett he walks up to us and he hands us like uh, new scores to everything and he was. And he was like, hey, he, here's the updated scores. And we're like, okay. And, like, they had, like, changed, like, some little thing in the opener. But it, they forgot to change it for one, for the percussion, but they changed it for the brass. So what ended up happening was that there was a one measure of music that we didn't know where it was at that was different. And it was causing sections to be, like, mismatched. And we didn't know where the discrepancy was. <clears throat> so, yeah. I remember that. It was a mess. And for me, um, that was my first season. So 18 was a little different uh, the first day. I actually think we rehearsed in 18 on the first day. Um, It was like a short music rehearsal. It wasn't anything long, but I do remember us doing one. And at that time, I was feeling something really similar to Dallin, where I was, because as the assistant, I was selected. I had never actually been a drum major before, so it was very much like I was trying to live up to the standard that I had set in my mind and I didn't really know what to do and what was expected of me. So 19, it was coming in and you'd think I would be a little less nervous, but now I was in a head position and I had no idea what I was doing. And so now I was trying to live up to another, uh, yeah, you were following up Nick Novi, right? You're following up Nick Novi, right? Nick Novi. Yep. Which is, he, he was a very famous, like, uh, he had been at Cascades for like five years and, and, and he was uh, he was a drum major for like what like three years at the time. Two, I think. <clears throat> but he had still been around the core for a long time. People knew him. People respected him. And so it was uh, trying to bring it up, like trying to step into his shoes and like keep that image up. And that was very nerve wracking for me. Yeah, um, like genuinely almost the exact same situation at legends uh jack and i were coming in in 19 with noah coach who was leaving legends he was going into an admin role he had been with legends for 10 years he marched for people who are listening you're hearing that right he marched for 10 years so he and then he was drum major for four of those years his last four years and so yeah, that was Andy, same thing for me too i was following up gabe gallegos <laughs> yeah. who marched for eight yeah. years at troopers he was a drum major for four so i think we were all in that same boat um following up some big names uh at our course that's yeah <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think it is very relatable the way that we were all feeling, that we're all describing right now is how a lot of rookies feel too. And like coming in, like, um, you yeah, you're like, wow, this is not 
Lucas Oil Stadium that I've been watching on YouTube in my high school chemistry class. This is real. Like I'm really doing this. Um, and for a lot of people, it's kind of like a shock. Um, and at, at Legends, like we kind of tried to like alleviate that. The first night we would uh, we ha would have a big core meeting. We would talk. I, our director, would talk about like the meeting of like us and who we are and yeah kind of similar to savannah like how you're expected to act like here are the ground rules and then we would do like a bunch of like icebreakers and that but like fun not cringy ones like actually like fun ones and we started with fun ones and then we would get like more and more personal um and my personal favorite was uh walk the line where you have a group of like pretty like it starts off pretty basic but then it can get pretty personal with the questions and you split up the core just randomly and you say like, okay, uh, walk the line if you ever have had like chocolate ice cream and you throw like a softball and of course, like everyone's gonna walk the line. So you cross, you swap sides of the room when it's true for you. And so as things get more personal, you're seeing, you know, um, Joey from Kansas, who you've maybe said two words to in the parking lot because you were the first person uh, that he saw. <laughs> and now you're seeing, oh my gosh, Joey has also had, you know, has lost a close family member, has, um, you know, traveled over 300 miles to get here. Like, and so that was always like, we would always end with that. And that really like helped, I feel like calm, like that kind of sense of, I don't know what my place is. I don't know how to follow this up for the drum majors. And then for the new people, oh my God, this is actually drum core. I'm actually here. I'm actually doing this. And then we did, that was the actual first night. We also did have a pre- um, kind of um, leadership thing, leadership camp. It was about three days. We did team building. Yeah, I think us. it's really I, cool that so many cores there. do a like pre-move-ins thing with either their percussion or their leadership. I don't think Troopers has ever done that. I know our percussion has done like pre-move-in stuff, but it's always been in Texas and basically the entire drumline's from Texas already. So it, or and front ensemble too. So like it I don't know exactly what that is all like. And I think they all stay at like friends houses and everything. So it's not as deep as like going into move-ins. Um, but I wonder what it would take to get my core to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so like, so like, like Savannah's talking about, like uh, you'll, you normally you'll have the percussion, right? You have the percussion. They'll have their, cause this percussion's a big deal on drum four. Okay. <clears throat> they keep the tempo. People think that drum majors keep the tempo. No, it's the percussion. Okay. <laughs> so they, they, well, they, it is <clears throat> drum core. <laughs> so the percussion like they, they they want to prioritize their time so they they try to move in at least a week or two before everyone else right and then you have the leadership movements um which is what savannah was just talking about and then you have uh spring training or some other people call them all days and um as people if you've already marched from court you know how it is but um it's like it's like a band camp that's in south texas or south georgia heat that's like 127 billion degrees all the time. That's always humid or dry, depending on where you're at. And it never ends. That is, unless you have the Cascades. Yeah, and it never ends. <laughs> we'll get to that. So, it's, yeah, like jo Joey's alluding to something funny, which we'll talk about in a bit. But um, it never ends, man. You're just like every day, all day, you're waking up at 7 or 8 a.m. And then you're having a 12-hour rehearsal day. And then you're going to bed and doing the same thing over again for, you know, 15, 30 days, depending on drum court. So, um, Joey, uh, talk about your funny little your caveat to the whole it's always hot in spring training. 
So, Cascades, uh, as I said, you know, we're from Washington. And while uh, eastern Washington can get very, very hot in the summer, western Washington doesn't usually. And so everyone else in drum corps has, like, super hot all days, super hot spring training, whatever. Except for whatever the Cascades, some might call us lucky, but it's also awful when things get cold. So... Uh, LaConnor is, again, a beautiful place. It's also rather cold, even in the summer. Our best days were, like, 70 degrees. Those are, which were honestly quite pleasant. Like, most people would be like, ooh, drum corps in 70 degrees? That's great. How was, how was the cloud cover? Was it, like, perpetually cloudy, or was it at least... Um, it depended. Washington is, yeah, Washington, it, it's, in the summer, is less cloudy. <clears throat> So it was actually sunny most of the time. Um, although in 18, actually I will say in 18, LaConnor had like the most gorgeous weather. Like it was like 70 pretty much the whole two weeks we were there. Um, it was sunny most days. I think we only got a little bit of misty rain like one day. Um, the one thing 19 Joey, on the other hand was a different story. Yeah. One, one thing real quick, one thing real quick, Joey, like, so during the morning, it was, you know, you, okay, so during the morning you wake up, you'll usually have a PT block, and you're always, like, moving in the mornings. So it's kind of, it, it's bearable in the mornings. The cold is kind of bearable, all right? So, uh, but you get into the afternoon block, it gets hot, you take your, your, your jacket off. Okay, that's fine. But you get into full ensemble or the evening block, oh, my gosh, the cloud coverage will start, like, the sun will start to go down, as the sun does in the world. Uh, and then the clouds will start to come and cover the sun up. And then it like the Antarcticness that runs through your veins is absolutely excruciating, okay? Because you're not really moving much during full ensemble. And if, if you don't know, full ensemble is like where you have all the sections that rehearse together. Normally they don't rehearse all together during the day. You have percussion and percussion land, guard and guard land, brass with brass, you know. Um, but in full ensemble, everyone comes together. So it's different sections are working, or the 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 brass caption head, the percussion, like the staff, they're working with different sections. So you'll have a lot of, you'll have dead time, right? Where nobody's doing anything except for one section. And so you just have to stand there and it's just like, you can't feel your toes, your hands are going numb. And it's just like, <laughs> and you're just sitting there. You're like, God, please let the clouds come back or go away. Okay. Let's just, just a quick caveat. That is exclusively a, cascades. That is a, a cascades thing. That is not. I've I've seen people drop like in full full ons because it's hot. So yeah. Well, and so for the rest of tour, yeah, it gets hot. But that what during all days for us, no, it's cold, especially in nineteen, because the key thing wasn't the cloud cover; it was the wind. The wind was incessant and powerful it was like we were getting at least 20 mile an hour winds every day constantly and uh there were times well, the problem was is like it's drum court you expect it to be hot it's in the summer so you don't really pack a lot of warm clothes so i had a jacket and a pair of adidas track pants and so i was freezing the entire time and i think everyone in the core was uh but the wind would be so strong. There was one point where I was standing on the podium 
and the wind blew me so strong, I had to crouch down, and uh, the front ensemble tech had been sitting on the podium, and she had to grab onto my leg to Joey, keep me from falling I experienced off because that the wind had blown me all back the time. That much. Like anytime it's a it windy day, intense. me being my, I'm not being five feet tall, standing on like a six foot tall podium, the wind takes me and like in the middle of a rep i will like be adjusting my feet trying to conduct and like stand still it's awful but you're talking about how it was cold and windy all the time for your movements in 2018 and 2019 i think uh actually it was 2019 we would have very very rainy days we would have like in a seven day week right Four or five of those days would be rainy all day. We could not get anything done. It was awful. Um, so many times it would just be like, all right, it's raining again. Um, too hard. It's lightning. Go inside the like gymnasium area and start setting up an arc or something like that. <sighs> rainy. But rainy rehearsal days could also be really fun. Uh I also remember that there, the wind, as you were talking about, we would have a dust storm in Idaho. It would just start to get really windy, and there would be, like, these... I don't even know what they were. They looked like dirt farms. I don't know what else they could have been. It was just dirt, land of dirt. And so the, when the wind would come by, it would just come all over towards the, like, the rehearsal fields, and all you can see is just dirt flying around. By the end, you're just covered in dirt, and it's the most disgusting feeling ever, and showers never gets it all away, and it's great times, great times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, yeah, uh, it is so interesting, like, hearing your guys' perspective based on, like, where you are in the country. Because, like, even though people poo-poo the Midwest, yeah, man, anytime I Yeah, anytime I was in Indiana for was 2017 movements, it was like, pretty really? it was pretty nice. It <laughs> might yeah. have gotten decently warm a few days, but nothing too unbearable. And uh, at night, as uh, Dallin mentioned, the sun goes down on Earth. That's a thing. Um, and <laughs> uh, it would get really cold, especially for me being my small self. I would freeze by the end of the night, but... Um, and maybe a few days of rain, but Indiana was always the best with weather. Yeah. Yeah, the humidity will get you, though. That is the that is the caveat. It's not all peaches and cream out in the Midwest. So definitely, yeah, don't don't feel don't feel too good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our, our one spring spring training site in uh, in uh, 17 was right by a forest. And one day, speaking of wind, this ties into the whole wind theme that we <laughs> somehow, I hope everyone listening is like super excited. We're just telling all these wind stories. Uh, this one's kind of terrifying. We were in block. We were in brass block. And people closest to the forest kept fidgeting. And it was like day like four or something. And so, you know, brass staff is like, not nicely, it's their job to keep us in line. They're like, what are you guys doing? Like, stop, like, stop fidgeting or like you know, not like, or everyone's going to run, but like, stop fidgeting. Like we need to like, you know, you know, they're just giving us the business. Stop fidgeting. Like it's your job to stand there. You know, you got to learn it sooner or later. You can't be fidgeting over here. And that's, that's what they were doing. And they, someone, they kept trying to say, there's something falling from the sky. There's something falling on us. And the staff was, you know, 
you know, whatever. You know, they all marched like Crown, and like one, or one guy marched like Phantom when they were really hardcore in the mid 2000s. So like, they were just like, oh, it's fine over there. And then the whole everyone starts feeling it, and somebody realizes it's uh we kind of like break for water and somebody runs up to the staff and they're like okay like we need to like figure out what to do there was a huge like spider problem in the area that we didn't know about and there no was spiders there was spiders hatching in no. the forest. and if you don't know how spiders hatch when the babies and they lay like thousands of babies at once when the babies hatch they drew they draw like lines of web and then they fly through the wind to like get to a new part in the land so they have a greater chance of survival (laughs) and so we were getting covered in spiders and so we would always terrify the new uh in a nice way like the new rookies if they were complaining any day would be like at least you weren't in spider block back in my day it rained spiders absolutely awful i will take the dirt over spiders any day (laughs) oh my I, I remember another one story real quick. I was on a ladder, and the wind had actually pushed me, like, pushed the ladder over. And that was fun. Another time, the brass was rehearsing doing basics block or something, and um, I was standing around. I wasn't the one running Met. Someone, uh, one of the other uh, conductors was at the time. And one of the, like soccer goals on the edge of the field started blowing towards the ensemble as they're in the middle of the basics block so me and a visual caption head just ran over to this giant soccer goal and we're just holding it back in the, casually in the middle of visual block and if we moved it would just keep going so we had nowhere to go except standing against the soccer goal <laughs> Okay, okay. Last win story. Jo- this involves Joey. Okay. <laughs> Joey, so okay. So I was on the side. Uh, <laughs> uh, story. I was on side one. Okay, which is the the left side of the field. If you're looking at the field. Okay. And so I'm on my ladder, whatever, doing ladder stuff as you conduct, right? And Joey was like getting his binder out, and uh, Joey had his binder on top of the podium. Okay. Uh, it's very windy. It was like gusting at like 60 miles an hour. <laughs> like 30, I'm pretty sure I even put my water jug like on top of it to weigh it down. And so like... I, I was like over there doing stuff and then I walk over to Joey and then he's like getting on top of his podium and then like he puts his binder so that like the way it's closing is like facing towards the gusts of wind. And like Joey was like talking to staff and then like a gust of wind happens, his binder like opens up. And the page protectors catch wind, and like if you know page protectors, right? They have like the the, the pocket, you know, where it protects the pages, and like the wind got in it and like opened up the rings of the binder, so all of the stuff, like all of his pages, flew to the to another side of the field and to another field and like down the road. I remember. Like, watching that happen, it was going, like, across the field. And so the problem was is that we were, like, on these separate fields. So right behind my podium, there was actually a big, long fence. So it wasn't like I could just jump off the podium and run. Like, you'd have to go around to go get them. And so I just saw that. I looked and saw all of my music going away. And I just stood there and, like, basically just cried. I was just like... 
that what that happened to me mean? once, and I just remember immediately thinking, what pages do I have the most notes on? Because like I know some of these are like, if it because the one time I had me was really windy. I was like, I know some of these are gone. I need to prioritize <laughs> like that. That was like a horrible, horrible feeling. But I mean, hey, what do you? Mother Nature, Mother Nature and Drum Corps, they just, they really make it, <laughs> once people are listening, everyone's laughing, you know, it's, it really, that's half the season, <laughs> dang and, and then, and then, like, a lot of, a lot of people are just, like, sometimes, like, the hearers, like, the hearers talking about these stories are, like, why would you do Drum Corps? It sounds like you just, like, put, uh, put yourself through a bunch of unnecessary stuff with a bunch of other people who you don't really know and you pay thousands of dollars to do summer band and heat that's unbearable and then you just kind of look at them and you're like in your mind you're just like you would understand <laughs> like you you develop some of the closest bonds of people that you'll ever develop and you like create some of the the, the best memories that you maybe you'll ever create honestly and then it's honestly just shared trauma <laughs> if i'm being quite honest <laughs> but honestly yesterday i was uh hanging out with some of my friends and most of them had all done band with me except for one person. And I was talking to them and I was telling them some drum corps stories. And then, so another friend looks at me and he says, hey, Joey, should I do drum corps? I was just like, absolutely. <laughs> and he was just like, you just spent 15 minutes complaining about it and telling all these awful stories. And I was like, yeah, this is the best thing I've ever done. It's like, you just wouldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I think. Yeah, and it's, it, yeah, sorry, down interrupt. <laughs> no, but like, great, it buddy. seems it seems like a flippant disrespectful response. Like when you say that, and you know, I don't think anyone here is very full of themselves at all. Like that's, it's just true. Like you can't describe it like the way that things, particularly the way that things uh, develop um, through the season. And that starts with movements. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, go, uh, go I ahead. think that my, is <laughs> right. I think that my best, uh, like my best advice for getting or for my first and foremost best advice is go do drum corps okay and if you can't then go do dca or drum corps associates but please go do summer band or band in general but i think my number one advice for uh for move-ins is don't forget why you're there because it's gonna suck you're gonna get in there and like savannah was talking about earlier you know they they write down their why and reason at the beginning but it's it's i mean like there was times where me and joey like i, I vividly remember us sitting in the the, the truck and like just looking at each other and then just like looking down at the ground and just wanting to bust out crying because of whatever is going on, you know, but don't forget why you're there. All right. And that's, that goes at the same yeah, in life along as well. with that. Don't, don't forget, forget why you're, why you're, you're there. there. Okay. Also surround so yourself with people that you can get mad at and know that your relationship will be okay in the end. Have that open conversation with those around you. Make that one or two friends so you can say, Hey, if I need someone to just yell at, can you be that person for me? And then can our relationship be okay at the end of it? Um, just ha and have that, and that has to go two ways as well. Like find find two, like a one or two people for you and say, I can yell at you, you can yell at me, and then at the end we'll hug and everything will be okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'd say um, for me, my advice is never think about what, how much you have left to do. Think about what you've already done. It's really, really dangerous and you get yourself in a mental trap if you start to think, oh, only so many days left of move-ins and so many days left and you try to make countdowns. Never count down to anything. It's going to get you in this trap and you'll always be focused on the future. Instead, focus on how, what did you do? 
how much better have you gotten today? What have you gotten through today? Like, what have you learned? Where how, Look at, compared to, you know, the beginning of all days, how much you and the core have improved. Or compared to, you know, uh, the first rounds of auditions, how much better you've gotten. And yeah. that fact, makes Joey, every our, day much easier uh, to get through if you're focused on what you're doing and how much better from his you've rehearsals. Because everyone would be looking at their watch, wondering when lunch is going to be or when dinner is going to be, and so he was, he was like, "No more watches. Take your watches off, fix your tan line, and let's focus." <laughs> yeah, we, from my first year, we had no, absolutely not. And people like some people like would like take a quick glance at their phone, but that yeah, that wasn't the theme of block. Um, and I've always heard this like summed up. I forget who first said this to me, but I always thought this was a good saying is don't live for the weekend. Like when you're in move-ins, like just to add on to what you two are saying, don't live for the weekend. Um, my biggest piece of advice is like your move-ins experience is going to be your own. Um, I found that when I was a drum major, I had a lot of people coming to me when there was problems saying like comparing themselves to others saying, well, so-and-so is doing this, that, or the other, like they were just having like such a, and it wasn't jealousy. It was like, why am I struggling today? Why am I crying today? Why was I, you know, why did I throw up this morning during the run? You know, because I'm out of shape, but these people aren't like everyone during spring training has their own struggle. I guarantee you even, you know, uh, you know, Timmy Rollins from, you know, it's, it's, he's a super vet. It's a six year. I guarantee you he is still struggling. Like everybody struggles during move-ins. Um, so just know, uh, no matter what, you're not alone. Even if you like, don't make friends at first, cause it is, it's hard for some people, um, whatever, you know, what, wh whatever that may be. Um, but no, you always have your drum major team. You always have your admin team and it, the friends will come. The, it's the drum corps that we are reminiscing about right now will come. And it's hard to see it in spring training, but it, it, it does come for, and it comes for everybody. So, so be, yes. Uh, like Joey says, be, if you are going to look forward to something, count to something, count towards that, but know that it's not really something you can count to. It's just going to happen and you'll be able to reminisce. Yep. Um, and with that, that's about all the time we have, everybody. So that was a good one. We had a lot of fun, a lot more fun stories than I thought, which I think was, I, I really, I, I enjoyed that. I hope everybody, um, everybody listening is uh quite pleased with that just quickly real quick uh there's a term in uh, move-ins that i think is really important to add here it's a thing called hitting your wall you will hit it you need to find those people that you can talk to you need to find your why and you need to think back on uh what you have done and how much you uh can grow and how much you have been growing so the hitting your wall is just that moment when you break down and realize this is really hard and i just wanted to identify that term with y'all <laughs> yeah yeah it was great making this podcast with y'all uh, i enjoy uh every moment that we have together so uh, thank you everybody for being here and uh, that's all i have yeah awesome everybody we appreciate you tuning in uh and we'll be back two weeks from now once again the official dmla podcast the end of the episode sponsored by the band app move-ins and uh thank you guys for listening hope everybody has a fantastic morning evening night whatever whenever you're listening to this watching this and uh we'll see you all in two weeks thanks everybody